The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. We've reached the middle point of the week. I hope it's going well for you. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, September 7th, 2022, Wednesday of the 23rd week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is St. Cloud. Clodoald, better known in English-speaking countries as Cloud, was born in 522 and he was the heir to the Frankish throne. When he was eight years old, his uncle plotted against him and his brother to get rid of the boys and divide their kingdom. The eldest boy was stabbed to death. The second fled in terror but was caught and killed. Cloud escaped and was taken for safety into Provence. Cloud made no attempt to recover his kingdom when he came of age. He put himself under the discipline of Saint Severinus, a recluse who lived near Paris. Saint Cloud was untiring in instructing the people of the neighboring country, and he ended his days about the year 560 when he was some 36 years old. St. Cloud is the patron against carbuncles, patron of nail makers, and of the Diocese of St. Cloud, Minnesota. St. Cloud, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us, Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that the death penalty which attacks the dignity of the human person may be legally abolished in every country. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Sometimes, when we meditate on the Gospels, we don't even need to read a whole episode from the Gospels. We can just read a few lines, and they can help us to pray immediately. Perhaps that's the case with today's Gospel, which is from Luke chapter 6. It begins with the words, Raising his eyes toward his disciples, Jesus said, And we could pause there in a contemplative silence, raising his eyes toward his disciples. Jesus, what is your gaze like? What is your face like? What is your look like? How do you look upon your disciples? How do you look upon us? How do you look upon me? The gaze of Jesus Christ which is our ultimate objective in a certain sense. We're made to see God, to meet the gaze of Christ. 
and in and through Christ, we see the Father and the Holy Spirit. We remember at the Last Supper, the Apostle Philip says to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and then we'll be satisfied. Just give us a little glimpse of the Father. Show us the Father. Then we'll leave you in peace. Then we'll be satisfied. And you, Jesus, you reply, Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. He who sees Jesus Christ sees the whole of God, sees um, the Father and the Holy Spirit as well. That's why Pope Francis at times has referred to Jesus, to you, Lord, as the face of the Father's mercy. This actually is something very deep, wanting to see the face of Christ, wanting to contemplate our Lord's gaze as he looks upon us. So many saints teach us about this. It's in our very DNA as human beings. In the book of Psalms, for example, there is that passionate plea of the psalmist, which I guess is the desire of every human soul ultimately. It is your face, O Lord, that I seek. Hide not your face from me. Hide not your face from me. Or we could think of, in the Gospels we're told of, uh, a number of Greek people who wanted to see Jesus and went to Philip, Philip who had a Greek name, so maybe he was uh, a good intermediary for him. And these Greeks go to Philip and say, we want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. But isn't that true in reality of every single human being? Don't all of us want to see you, Lord? We want to see our Redeemer. We want to see our Creator. We want to see the one who loves us and understands us most. We want to see the one who puts an end to all tension and all fear, the one who contains in and of himself the meaning of reality and the ultimate resolution to everything. We want to see Jesus. We need to see Jesus. What is the gaze of Jesus like? So many saints have asked this question. In some ways you could say the whole path towards holiness is nothing other than seeking the face of Christ. It's interesting to note as well that uh, a number of saints towards the end of their lives, as they get ready for eternal life, they talk more and more about seeing the face of Christ. For example, Saint Jose Maria. Also, Saint John Paul II, when we read some of the latest documents uh, of his uh, pontificate, he's talking a lot about seeing the face of Christ. It's almost as if it's a preparation for the beatific vision, to see God. Because heaven is to see God. It is the beatific vision. It's about seeing God. Lord, what is your gaze like? Well, in our prayer, we can ask the Holy Spirit to show us the face of Christ. We can meditate on the Gospels as well that help us. For example, that event recorded in the Gospels where the rich young man who is looking for the ultimate answer, as in, what does he have to do to attain eternal life? The rich young man comes and kneels before our Lord with great humility. And we're told, Jesus looking upon him, loved him. Jesus looking upon him, loved him. Well, isn't that how you, Jesus, look upon me? Isn't that how you look upon each one of us with with love, with compassion, with mercy, with enthusiasm, with understanding, with hope, always. Pope Francis, a few years ago, preached the following. He says to us, 
Have you ever felt the gaze of everlasting love on you? A gaze that looks beyond your sins, limitations and failings and continues to have faith in you and to look upon your life in hope? Do you realize how precious you are to God, who has given you everything out of love? St. Paul tells us that God proves his love for us in that, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Do we really understand the power of these words? Well, speaking for myself, Jesus, I know I don't really understand the power of these words, but I'm also equally sure that I really do want to understand the power of these words. I really do want to meet your gaze. I want to see your face. I want to understand how much you love me and and the greatness to which you call me. The mercy of our Lord expressed in his gaze. There is a crucifix in a little town in uh, Germany, which is most unusual because instead of the hands and arms of our Lord being nailed to the cross, they're actually coming across over his chest in a gesture of embrace. And there's a pious story behind it that many centuries ago a thief broke into that church and saw this magnificent crucifix, which at that stage was normal, with its arms attached to the, to the beams of the cross. But on the head of the crucified Lord was a precious crown made of precious metal and jewels. And the thief clambered up on the altar to stretch up to the crucifix to be able to grab the crown and steal it. And as he was reaching out his hands, he found his face level with the face of Christ and he reached up for the, the, um, the crown. And in that moment, our Lord's hands detached themselves from the beam of the cross and grasped him in an embrace. And the thief was caught there, caught by Christ, in a miraculous way, of course. And he found himself, as it were, having to look into the eyes of Jesus. He found himself locked in Christ's embrace. And there, face to face with mercy made flesh, face to face with his Redeemer, with his Saviour, the thief repented and wept for all his sins, for all he had done. And to this day, that crucifix is there. I think it's in Würzburg in Germany with the arms um, encircled in front of its chest, like in an embrace. The truth is to look upon the face of Christ cannot leave us indifferent. So let's spend time. Let's not be afraid to spend time in front of the Blessed Sacrament where Christ is gazing upon us patiently, uh, tenderly, enthusiastically also making demands on us because he loves us, or spend time in front of a crucifix, again, where the Lord looks upon us. And the gaze of Christ gives us strength. It gives us strength. Because so often, of course, we feel inadequate and precarious and and a bit useless because we're sinners, we're weak. Uh, we don't often, we, 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 we can feel inadequate because we don't live up to the great ideal of our faith. St. Maria meditated a lot on the face of Christ. And in one of his homilies, he says, as we sense in our hearts the love, the compassion, the tenderness of Christ's gaze upon us, for he never abandons us, we will come to understand the full meaning of those words of St. Paul. Power is made perfect in weakness. Our strength is made perfect in weakness. If we have faith in our Lord, in spite of our failings, or rather with our failings, we will be faithful to our Father God. Jesus, help me to see your face. Help me to see your face. Help me to savour 
the beauty of your countenance, the beauty of your gaze. Today is the eve of the birthday of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, and I suppose our Lord, his face probably was very like the face of Mary, physically speaking. At the end of um, the Paradiso, or heaven, of Dante's Divine Comedy, the traveller is about to enter into the beatific vision, about to see God. And his guide gives him a last recommendation, you know, to prepare him to, to meet the face of God, to meet the gaze of God. The guide says to the traveller, Now to that face which most resembles Christ, lift up your face. Its power alone can make you look on Christ. To that face which most resembles Christ, in other words, to the face of Mary, lift up your face. Its power alone can make you look on Christ. We finish our prayer gazing on the face of Mary, which leads us to the face of Jesus. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 16 past the hour on Daybreak. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church, led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth, mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. 
Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. you are, Lord, there is mercy, there is truth. Wherever you are, Lord, there is mercy, there is truth. I will sing forever of your love, O Lord. Through all ages my mouth will proclaim your truth. Of this I am sure, that your love lasts forever, that your truth is firmly established as the heavens. With my chosen ones I have made a covenant. I have sworn to David my servant, I will establish your dynasty forever and set up your throne through all ages. The heavens proclaim your wonders, O Lord. The assembly of your holy ones proclaims your truth. For who in the skies can compare with the Lord? Or who is like the Lord among the sons of God? A God to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones, great and dreadful to all around him. O Lord God of hosts, who is your equal? You are mighty, O Lord, and truth is your garment. It is you who rule the sea in its pride, It is you who still the surging of its waves. You crushed the monster Rahab and killed it, scattering your foes with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours, the world is yours. It is you who founded the earth and all it holds. It is you who created the north and the south. Tabor and Hermon shout with joy at your name. Yours is a mighty arm, O Lord. Your hand is strong, your right hand ready. Justice and right are the pillars of your throne. Love and truth walk in your presence. Happy the people who acclaim such a king, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who find their joy every day 
in your name, who make your justice the source of their bliss. For you, O Lord, are the glory of their strength. By your favor it is that our might is exalted. For our ruler is in the keeping of the Lord, our King in the keeping of the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Wherever you are, Lord, there is mercy, there is truth. When the Son of God came into this world, he was born of David's line. When the Son of God came into this world, he was was born of David's line. Of old you spoke in a vision. To your friends, the prophets, you said, I have set the crown on a warrior. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David, my servant, with my holy oil anointed him. My hand shall always be with him, and my arm shall make him strong. The enemy shall never outwit him, nor the evil man oppress him. I will beat down his foes before him and smite those who hate him. My truth and my love shall be with him. By my name his might shall be exalted. I will stretch out his hand to the sea and his right hand as far as the river. He will say to me, You are my Father, my God, the rock who saves me. And I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. I will keep my love for him always. For him my covenant shall last. I will establish his dynasty forever, make his throne endure as the heavens. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. When the Son of God came into this world, he was born of David's line. Once for all I swore to my servant David, his dynasty shall never fail. Once for all I swore to my servant David, his dynasty shall never fail. If his sons forsake my law and refuse to walk as I decree, and if ever they violate my statutes, refusing to keep my commands, then I will punish their offenses with the rod, then I will scourge them on account of their guilt. But I will never take back my love. My truth will never fail. I will never violate my covenant, nor go back on the word I have spoken. Once for all I have sworn by my holiness, I will never lie to David. His dynasty shall last forever. In my sight his throne is like the sun, like the moon it shall endure forever, a faithful witness in the skies. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, you anointed your servant Jesus with holy oil and raised him higher than all kings on earth. In this, you fulfilled the promise made to David's descendants and established a lasting covenant 
through your firstborn Son. Do not forget your holy covenant, so that we who are signed with the blood of your Son through the new sacrament of faith may sing of your mercies forever. Once for all I swore to my servant David, his His dynasty dynasty shall never fail. When we listen to your word, our minds are filled with light. It is the lowly heart that understands. From the book of the prophet Habakkuk. Wealth, too, is treacherous. The proud, unstable man, he who opens wide his throat like the netherworld and is insatiable as death, who gathers to himself all the nations and rallies to himself all the peoples. Shall not all these take up a taunt against him? Satire and epigrams about him to say, Woe to him who stores up what is not his. How long can it last? He loads himself down with debts. Shall not your creditors rise suddenly? Shall not they who make you tremble awake? You shall become their spoil. Because you despoiled many peoples, all of the rest of the nations shall despoil you. Because of men's blood shed and violence done to the land, to the city and to all who dwell in it. Woe to him who pursues evil gain for his household, setting his nest on high to escape the reach of misfortune. You have devised shame for your household, cutting off many peoples, forfeiting your own life. For the stone and the wall shall cry out, and the beam and the woodwork shall answer it. Woe to him who builds a city by bloodshed and establishes a town by wickedness. Is not this from the Lord of hosts? Peoples toil for the flames, and nations grow weary for naught. But the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the Lord's glory as water covers the sea. Woe to you who give your neighbors a flood of your wrath to drink and make them drunk till their nakedness is seen. You are filled with shame instead of glory. Drink, you too, and stagger. On you shall revert the cup of the Lord's right hand and utter shame on your glory. For the violence done to Lebanon shall cover you, and the destruction of the beasts shall terrify you because of men's blood shed and violence done to the land, to the city, and to all who dwell in it. Woe to him who says to wood, Awake! And to dumb stone, arise. Can such a thing give oracles? See, it is overlaid with gold and silver, but there is no life breath in it. Of what avail is the carved image that its maker should carve it? Or the molten image and lying oracle that its very maker should trust in it and make dumb idols? But the Lord is in his holy temple silence before him all the earth the word of the lord thanks Thanks be be to to god God. sinners who were not under the law will also perish outside of the law sinners subject to the law will be judged in accordance with it all All have sinned and and are are deprived of god's glory god has imprisoned all in their disobedience that he might show mercy to all. All have sinned and are deprived of God's glory. 
A reading from a sermon by St. Bernard, Abbot. Let us take our stand on secure ground, leaning with all our strength on Christ, the most solid rock, according to the words, He set my feet on a rock and guided my steps. Thus firmly established, let us begin to contemplate, to see what he is saying to us, and what reply we ought to make to his charges. The first stage of contemplation, my dear brothers, is constantly to consider what God wants, what is pleasing to him, and what is acceptable in his eyes. We all offend in many things. Our strength cannot match the rectitude of God's will, being neither one with it nor wholly in accord with it. Let us then humble ourselves under the powerful hand of the Most High God, and be concerned to show ourselves unworthy before his merciful gaze, saying, Heal me, Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. And again, Lord, have mercy on me. Heal my soul because I have sinned against you. Once the eye of the soul has been purified by such considerations, we no longer abide within our own spirit in a sense of sorrow, but abide rather in the Spirit of God with great delight. No longer do we consider what is the will of God for us, but rather what it is in itself. For our life is in His will. Thus we are convinced that what is according to His will is in every way more advantageous and fitting for us. And so, concerned as we are to preserve the life of our soul, we should be equally concerned, insofar as we can, not to deviate from His will. Thus, having made some progress in our spiritual exercise under the guidance of the Spirit, who searches the deep things of God, let us reflect how sweet is the Lord and how good He is in Himself. In the words of the prophet, let us pray to see God's will. No longer shall we frequent our own hearts, but His temple. At the same time, we shall say, My soul is humbled within me, therefore I shall be mindful of you. The whole of the spiritual life consists of these two elements. When we think of ourselves, we are perturbed and filled with a salutary sadness. And when we think of the Lord, we are revived to find consolation in the joy of the Holy Spirit. From the first, we derive fear and humility. From the second, hope and love. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Prudent are all who practice it. His, His praise shall endure forever. Those who love wisdom keep her law, for all wisdom is fear of the Lord. His, His praise shall endure forever. God our Father, you redeem us and make us your children in Christ. Look upon us, give us true freedom, and bring us to the inheritance you promised. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives us the Beatitudes from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. 
Jesus lifted up his eyes on his disciples. Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you that hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you that weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, and when they exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for behold, your reward is great in heaven. For so their fathers did to the prophets. But woe to you that are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you that are full now, for you shall hunger. Woe to you that laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so their fathers did to the false prophets. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. We're seeing it today. If you're really a Christian, people are going to hate you. It's a given. Jesus was quite explicit about that. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Our Lord also warns us in the Gospel of today's Mass, Woe to you when all men speak well of you. In the selfsame manner their fathers used to treat the prophets. Faith, when it is authentic, brings down into opposition with itself many selfish interests so as not to cause scandal. It is difficult, perhaps impossible, to be a good Christian and not find oneself in conflict with a bourgeois and comfortable atmosphere that is frequently pagan. We have to ask continually for peace in the church and for Christians of every country, but we should not be surprised or frightened if there is resistance from our surroundings to the teaching of Christ that we want to spread, a resistance in the shape of defamation, calumnies, and so forth. God will help us to receive abundant results from these situations. When St. Paul arrived in Rome, the Jews living there said, referring to the infant church, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. At the end of 20 centuries, we see both in recent history as well as at the present moment how in various countries thousands of good Christians, priests and laypersons have suffered martyrdom on account of their faith or have been marginalized or discriminated against for their beliefs or have been kept out of public offices or teaching positions on account of their Catholicism or encounter difficulties in procuring for their children a Christian education. Alternatively, it is the same oppressive atmosphere that looks upon religion as archaic, while modernity and progress are conceived of as liberation from restrictive religious ideas. It is difficult to understand calumny or persecution, either open or veiled, in an era in which one hears so much about tolerance, understanding, fellowship, and peace. But the attacks are more difficult to understand when they come from good men, when Christian persecutes, no matter how, another Christian, or a brother, his brother. 
Our Lord prepared his own for the inevitable times when those who would defame, calumniate, or undermine their apostolic work would not be pagans or enemies of Christ, but brothers in the faith who would think that with these actions they would be doing a service to God. This opposition from the good, an expression that the founder of Opus Dei coined to describe a phenomenon that he experienced so painfully in his own life, is a trial that God sometimes permits. It is particularly painful for the Christian to whom it happens. The motives of the calumniators are usually due to human passions that can distort good judgment and complicate the clear intention of men who profess the same faith as those they attack and who make up the same people of God. There are at times jealousies that supervene rather than zeal for souls, rash allegations that appear to derive from envy and make it possible to consider as evil the good that is being done by others. There can also be a kind of blinkered dogmatism that refuses to recognize for others the right to think in a different way in matters left by God to the free judgment of men. The Opposition from the Good usually shows itself in antipathy towards some brothers in the faith in a more or less masked opposition to their work, and a criticism that is as destructive as it is ill-informed. In any case, the position of the Christian who wants above all to be faithful to Christ has to be one where he can pardon, make amends, and act with rectitude of intention, all the time looking towards Christ. Don't expect people's applause for your work. What is more, sometimes you mustn't even expect other people and institutions who, like you, are working for Christ to understand you. Seek only the glory of God, and while loving everyone, don't worry if there are some who do not comprehend what it is you are doing. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. 14 minutes before the hour, let's pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give joy to your servant, Lord. To you I lift up my heart. Give Give joy joy to your your servant, servant, Lord. To to you I lift up my heart. Turn your ear, O Lord, and give answer, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am faithful. Save the servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I cry to you all day long. Give joy to your servant, Lord, for to you I lift up my soul. O Lord, you are good and forgiving, full of love to all who call. Give heed, O Lord, to my prayer 
and attend to the sound of my voice. In the day of distress, I will call you, and surely you will reply. Among the gods there is none like you, O Lord, nor work to compare with yours. All the nations shall come to adore you and glorify your name, O Lord. For you are great and do marvelous deeds, you who alone are God. Show me, Lord, your way, so that I may walk in your truth. Guide my heart to fear your name. I will praise you, Lord. I will praise you, Lord, my God, with all my heart, and glorify your name forever. For your love to me has been great. You have saved me from the depths of the grave. The proud have risen against me. Ruthless men seek my life. To you they pay no heed. But you, God of mercy and compassion, slow to anger, O Lord, abounding in love and truth, turn and take pity on me. O give your strength to your servant and save your handmaid son. Show me a sign of your favor that my foes may see to their shame, that you console me and give me your help. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of mercy and goodness, When Christ called out to you in torment, you heard him and gave him victory over death because of his love for you. We already know the affection you have for us. Fill us with a greater love of your name, and we will proclaim you more boldly before men and happily lead them to celebrate your glory. Give Give joy joy to your servant, Lord. To you you I lift lift up my heart. heart. Blessed is the upright man who speaks the truth. Blessed is the upright man who speaks the truth. Hear you who are far off what I have done. You who are near acknowledge my might. On Zion sinners are in dread. Trembling grips the impious. Who of us can live with the consuming fire? Who of us can live with the everlasting flames? He who practices virtue and speaks honestly, who spurns what is gained by oppression, brushing his hands free of contact with a bribe, stopping his ears lest he hear of bloodshed, closing his eyes lest he look on evil. He shall dwell on the heights His stronghold shall be the rocky fastness, his food and drink in steady supply. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Blessed is the upright man who speaks the truth. Let us celebrate with joy in the presence of our Lord and King, 
let us celebrate with joy in the presence of our Lord and King. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has worked wonders. His right hand and his holy arm have brought salvation. The Lord has made known his salvation, has shown his strength to the nations. He has remembered his truth and love for the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, ring out your joy. Sing psalms to the Lord with the harp, with the sound of music. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, acclaim the King, the Lord. Let the sea and all within it thunder, the world and all its peoples. Let the rivers clap their hands and the hills ring out their joy. Rejoice at the presence of the Lord, for he comes to rule the earth. He will rule the world with justice and the peoples with fairness. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you have revealed your justice to all nations. We stood condemned, and you came to be judged in our place. Send your saving power on us, and when you come in glory, bring your mercy to those for whom you were condemned. Let us, Let us celebrate with joy in the, in the presence, presence of our Lord and King. A reading from the book of Job. Naked I came forth from my mother's womb, and naked I shall go back again. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We accept good things from God, and should we not accept evil? The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Speed my steps along your path according to your will, O God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Show us your mercy, Lord. Remember your holy covenant. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. 
in the tender compassion of our God, that the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Show us your mercy, Lord. Remember your holy covenant. Christ nourishes and supports the Church, for which he gave himself up to death. Let us ask him, Remember your Church, Lord. Remember Remember your your church, church, Lord. You are the Good Shepherd, who has given life and light today. Make us grateful for these gifts. Remember Remember your your church, church, Lord. Look with mercy on the flock you have gathered together in your name. Let no one whom the Father has given you perish. Remember Remember your your church, church, Lord. Lead your church in the way of your commandments. May your Holy Spirit keep her faithful. Remember Remember your church, Lord. Nourish the church at the banquet of your word and bread. Strengthened by this food, may she follow you in joy. Remember your church, Lord. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, as daylight fills the sky, fill us with your holy light. May our lives mirror our love for you, whose wisdom has brought us into being, and whose care guides us on our way. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. John and Glenn are standing by with morning air in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid is along a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. Go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.